always hear from Ron if the kind of the mobilization is a little bit too sermonetti. So sorry, but I'm excited about where we're going. I do want us, however, to go into Hebrews chapter 10. If you have your Bible, verse 32. The big day is coming. For in just a little while, the coming one will come. He will not delay. The righteous ones await that day, live by faith, survive. So tempted to turn away, to call it quits, to cut and run, they stand their ground to see his smile. The big day. Remember those early days after you first saw the light? Those were the hard times. Kicked around in public, targets of every kind of abuse. Some days it was you, other days your friends. If some friends went to prison, you stuck by them. If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile. Knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure, nothing they did bothered you. Nothing set you back. So don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing, but you need to stick it out. Staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promised completion. It won't be long. He's on the way. He'll show up most any day, I would put there, but that's my rhyme, minute. But anyone who's right with him thrives on, royal, on, on loyal trust. And if he cuts and runs, I won't be very happy. We're not quitters who lose out. No, we'll stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. Do you remember when you first saw the light? I saw the light, I saw the light. Remember that? Remember when you first saw the light? Do you remember when you first learned of Jesus? Don't panic, some of you don't. I mean, my kids, I mean, it's like, it, it, it wasn't that clear cut, like from darkness to light. They kind of grew into relationship with Jesus. They had their moment of professing faith, don't panic and wonder if my kids are saved. I wonder that sometimes myself, but I'll be in trouble if they listen to the podcast. Susan's not here. When Susan leaves, I just, you know, I just fall apart. My kids have said, please don't use me as analogies in your messages. But it was a precious thing. Megan was probably two. And she had this thing. Megan's like Lucy in the Chronicles of Narnia. Remember Lucy in the Chronicles of Narnia? And she would take people through the wardrobe into this world of Narnia. Megan's very much like that. That's why our wedding was in England. She took her friends through the wardrobe to England. It, was, it started really young. And she would, she would go, if she really made, if you became her friend, she would take you into her room and close the door. And so her, her introduction to Jesus was in her closet, and Jesus came. She's two or three. 
beautiful. I mean, just like, wow. You didn't tell us about that till later. That's beautiful. For me, I mean, I was 17. I, didn't, I was not raised in the church. I was not raised learning about Jesus. And so I do remember when I first saw the light. I, 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 can t- I could tell you in detail right now what it was like to be in a summer young life club in the living room of the Reedus' home in Amarillo, Texas. I don't remember the street, but I could find the home. And, and when the invitation, well, do, you, do, you, do you want to follow Jesus? And I could tell my heart was just about to jump out of my chest. That, I, I, was, I first saw the light. I first learned about Jesus. And I started following him. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you first started following Jesus, when the lights turned on for you, and you realized, yes, I want to follow Jesus. Yes. I want to enjoy his leadership in my life. I'm a little embarrassed because after these folks in Hebrews saw the light and learned about Jesus, they entered into hard times and terrible sufferings. My little sufferings, my little pity parties really pale. I mean, it's true. I got sick. I mean, I got a kidney infection after I met Jesus. I didn't get to play my senior year in high school. I was going to start Texas Football Magazine, up-and-coming star. Here I am. That was it. That was my glory day. That was my suffering. I didn't play my senior year in high school. It's not quite like public ridicule kicked around in public. Targets of every kind of abuse, literally beaten for seeing the light, for following Jesus, helping their friends, uh, visiting them in jail. (laughs) How many of us went to jail after we first saw the light? Anybody? Losing everything they owned. I mean, I had. To, I mean, I really had to kind of chuckle. I mean, my message version says, "If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you'd blow them away with your handgun with a smile." No, that's not here. If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure. Have we forgotten what our real treasure is? It's not the stuff in our house. I was amazed, again, with Ron. Always get in trouble with Ron. Hearing this wonderful story about this, this gal who, you know, in college had, a, had a, uh, what, a popsicle machine. What was that? She had a truck. She was a snow cone lady. And she would drive around the neighborhoods, you know, whatever that song is. And, you know, people would come out, and we all said, wow, that's so cool. Would you do it today? Oh, no. I wouldn't do it today. They have guns. They have guns. They have guns? Who has guns? They have guns. Well, give them, give them a snow cone. <laughs> give them... Two snow cones. Give them the cash. Give them the van. I don't, you know. 
These folks went through some hard times when they came to faith in Jesus. I mean, their hard time seems a little bit more significant than the hard times we're going through. Not, not that we're not going through a hard time. We're going through a hard time. But by comparison, come on. And do we really know where our real treasure is? So that if somebody did break into our house, we could say, here you go. You want that? Go ahead. It's yours. Take it. My friends, this is the Word of God. This is the way God wants us to live. Are we patterning our life after following Jesus? Or is it because we think it's wise or that we deserve to have what we have? Could we lose it all and still follow Jesus? These folks, now this just staggers me. Nothing others did to them bothered them. Nothing set them back. They saw the light. They had come to know Jesus. You can beat me. You can strip me. You can steal whatever you want. You can throw me in prison but I'm following Jesus. Wow! Doesn't that tell us something about Jesus? Doesn't that tell us that Jesus is worth more than anything we could ever own? Anything that we could ever do? Everything I ever wanted found in you. We sang it. We sang it, but do we live it? Do we live it? Is it really true? See, for these folks, I think it was. So what kept them going? What kept them going? They saw the light. They came to know Jesus. They went through some really hard and difficult times, yet they kept following Jesus. What kept them going? I think the Bible tells us it's confident trust in Jesus. They were confident in their trust in Jesus, meaning they knew that they knew that they knew better things await us. It may be tough right now, and it may be tough tomorrow, but I know that there is a day coming when things will be better, and I'm not going to let that go. And the better things are not for the stock market to climb back out. It goes way beyond that. It's eternal things. Eternal things are better than temporal things. That's why these folks could let go. If you want to come in, if you want to take what I got, it's yours because it's temporal. 
and I got better stuff coming. And I'm not going to let that go. I'm going to confidently trust Jesus that eternal things are better than temporal things. And I'm going to have confidence that Jesus, when He returns, He will set everything right. That's His mission. That's His promise to the planet. I will set everything right. We've been praying for Inga. I'm always frustrated in praying for something that's broken when it's not fixed now. And it's not that I'm impatient. Well, yes, I am. But, but we, we keep saying, Jesus set this Achilles heel, the tendon, set it right, fix it. Surgery is probably going to happen. <sighs> but we're going to keep praying until Thursday when the surgery actually happens. Now, Jesus sets things right. And there's still time. Can we all just take a moment? It would be really good if he demonstrated that he's still setting things right, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be good? Would that not kind of elevate our confident trust in him? If he broke into this moment with the powers of the age to come, set it right. Jesus, I'm standing on this stage in front of people saying that you set everything right. It really helps us when you demonstrate that. Lord, we've been praying for Inga. She's been praying. Her family's been praying. Her friends have been praying. We've been asking you to repair that tendon that is torn. I believe that nothing is impossible with you. And so I invite you, Lord, let your kingdom break through with dignity and power. Let your kingdom come and let, let, let that tendon be healed. Set it right. Show us. You know, I, I mean, put me on the spot. I'm really asking that you put yourself on the spot. Demonstrate that you set things right. Not just in a, a heel, but all over our planet. We want to elevate our confident trust in you, Jesus. You set things right. And we, we, we hold on to this. He, he's promised to see us through the good and the bad. There is a better day coming. There's a better day coming. So any time of suffering, any terrible time that we go through, there's a better day coming. We don't want to lose grip on that. So the key word, which I picked out, is we want to survive. <laughs> we want to survive. Some of us like to watch survivors. This is kind of like survivors. We want to be people that regardless of the circumstances of our life, regardless of the circumstances of our town, our state, Cialalo, or our nation, we want to be survivors. We, we are not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I saw the light. I, I came to know Jesus. I'm not going to quit this relationship. Even if it gets hard, I'm not quitting. I'm going to patiently endure. When the circumstances of my life get turned upside down, I'm going to patiently endure. I'm going to stay with it. We're so close to the finish line. We're closer today than we were yesterday. And tomorrow will be even closer. I'm going to stick with it. 
all of that, what I saw when I'm reading that, I saw those from our community that ran in the Chosen for Adoption Marathon. Susan and I were uh, at the finish line to watch Andrea and Taylor come. And I, you know, you know, my eyes just kind of welled up with tears. Because here are these two folks that I know, they just ran a marathon. That's pretty remarkable. Jennifer, you just ran a half marathon, right? If I would have been there, I would have I would have teared up because it's like, wow, these people. I mean, they just put them through agony, but they did it. And everybody, whether it's a half marathon or a whole marathon, someplace in that race, you're thinking, I'm not going to go any further. I'm done. I'm going to sit down. I want the pain to be over. I mean, talk to people that run marathons. I mean, talk to the people that really run marathons and you realize they have to overcome that their body is digesting itself because they've used everything. Now, that's pretty gross. Why would you ever want to do that? I read one time that 35 was the kind of, the, that's, that's where you talk, that's the best age for a man to run a marathon. Now that I've passed that, never going to run a marathon. <laughs> have no interest. But I, I love to watch people that exert themselves because they're, they're survivors. They are surviving something. Their body's going, stop, stop, you idiot, stop. You've depleted all your resources, stop. The last orange you ate didn't last long, stop. But they don't quit. They keep patiently enduring the pain because they... I'm going to make it. They stick with it. They stay with it. And they finish. My friends, that is a perfect picture of our faith. You and I saw the light. We started a relationship with Jesus and we actually started a marathon. And we're going to have moments when we want to stop. I don't want to go any further. I want to sit down. I'm done. And Jesus is saying, don't do that. Don't forfeit crossing the finish line. So here's some suggestions for finishing well. All of us need some sort of fitness plan. Would you hold that bottle of water up? See, right there. There's a fitness plan. Somebody came with their water. You know, survivor. You got to have a fitness plan. You know, you need to know what to drink. You need to know what to eat. You need to know when you're going to get out and exercise. Literally, we all really need to take care of ourselves better than what we are because we're in a marathon. And we want to finish well. So you need a plan. You need a buddy system. Now, to illustrate this, I need you, Jennifer. Come, please. Uh, Brian, did Nate, is, is Isabel feeling bad today? 
front, if you'll come, please. What do you mean? Oh, no. Oh, no to Bryant? Am I going to have to do a push-up? Huh! Yeah, you want to compare the two? No, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> Fit and... Uh, we're buddies. Right now, I insanely agreed to add on to the Wilson's house. Well, yeah, remember? Now, we're not going to survive if we don't do it together. One, Jennifer has moved her whole family into three rooms or four, and she's missing a lot of space. So she's being really patient. She's patiently enduring an addition to her house. Bryant and Nate have come along at those points where I need help, like to build the structure of the house. They abandoned me. And, I, and I, my shoulder is still messed up because I had to finish the rafters on both hips. I mean, feel sorry for me, pulling those long rafters up, wondering when are they going to come back and help me? I mean, my buddies were gone, and now I'm hurting, you know, and it's going to take a couple more weeks for whatever this is to get worked out. But we're in this together. <laughs> Are we? I guess so. I hope so. <laughs> it wouldn't happen if we didn't buddy up. And my friends, our faith, we're not going to make it to the end without buddies. Thank you very much. Thank you. Happening with buddies. My friends, look around this room. Pick out a buddy. You've got to have a buddy. You've got to have at least one buddy. Ron, I left you alone today. I could really, I mean, I could have really honed in on you today. I want, I want everybody to know how much I appreciate Ron. I Truthfully, from the depth of my heart. Some of the events that I traveled through the last couple of years, I would not have survived, except Ron said, why don't you come with me, get on a bike, and let's start riding. Ron, can I hug you in public? No. <laughs> he's a great guy, and I, he's my buddy. And, it, and it's made, it's not just about being on a bike, it's about what's happening in the soul. And I'm surviving this marathon of faith. Energy food, that's where the bottle of water. Uh, again, just I'm trying to do all I can to spell it. This really is life, my friends. When I'm putting the tar paper on the Wilson's house, again, Bryant and Nate were gone. And I, and I did two-thirds of the house on my knees. And I mean, I went home after 11 hours. Not the felt thing took that long, but finishing the roof. And, and I just collapsed on the couch. I said, good Lord. I'm dying. <laughs> I was just, every part of me was hurting. And I, and I just, I mean, I started drinking water. You know what part of my problem was? I wasn't drinking enough water. It's really just that simple. You've got to have the right energy food. You've got to drink water. 
When we cycle, I love cliff bars. And then I kind of like cliff bars being around the house because then I'll have energy food at other times. You gotta have the right diet. My friends, in faith, you gotta have the right diet. You gotta spend time with Jesus. You and Jesus. You gotta do that regularly. Find a time, find a place, hang out with Jesus, talk to him, listen to him. You gotta read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. The best way to hear God is to read the Bible. Now, He does speak to us outside of the words of the Bible, but you will not recognize His voice if you do not read the Bible. Because He's the author of the Bible. Read the Bible. You got to have it to survive. And then you got to learn this. I've learned this well. When I can't cycle up that hill, I can walk. I haven't ever just absolutely dropped to the ground in total exhaustion. If I can't make it, I can walk. Every one of us. You may stop running, but you can walk. And it doesn't, the pace doesn't matter. Finishing is what matters. Now, I have a little thing about pride. So when Ron is getting up the hills easily and I'm just, my tongue is hanging out and I got to walk, yes, there's a little death of pride there. So what? I'm going to make it. My friends, we want to finish well. The rewards of finishing well are great. There is reward now. It's not like there's no reward in following Jesus now when times are good and times are bad. But my friends, the reward for finishing well is better than the reward now. It is worth it. Don't give up. Don't give up on relationship. Don't give up on friendship. I'm not talking about don't give up on coming to church. I'm not talking about don't give up on Bible study. I'm talking about a relationship with the living God. Coming to church, Bible study, is the result of that. If you don't have relationship with Jesus, you're going to stop attending meetings. As a matter of fact, you should. Because the whole point of Christianity is a relationship. I saw the light. I met Jesus. And I've lived in a relationship with Jesus through the years until I see him again. What about you? So if you would like to stand with me, let's have some kingdom time. Let's have some time where we taste the powers of the age to come. Are you weary? Be honest. Are you weary? Do you feel a bit weak? See, one of the things that Paul discovered, I'd rather boast about my weaknesses. Because when I'm weak, then I am strong. I'd rather boast about my weakness because that's when the power of Christ comes to rest. 
You know, when you're, when you're riding a bike or you're running a race, there comes a point where you can't fake it anymore. You got to be real. How you doing and running a race of faith? How you doing? Are you hanging in there? Are you pacing yourself? Are you taking in the right stuff? You're running with a buddy? Let's ask God to strengthen us for the big day. Jesus, thank you that you made yourself known to us. And by the way, for anybody in the room, you know, I've said a lot about relationship with Jesus. If you don't know him personally, if you don't have a relationship with him, I'd love to talk with you what that, what that means. So Jesus, thank you that you've You've, you've made yourself known. You've invited us into a relationship and you've invited us into a life of faith and you've invited us into something that's very challenging. It is like running a marathon. It's like riding a bike for 100 miles. Lord, some of us in this room are weary. We are tired. Some of us are weak. Some of us feel all alone. Lord, I know that some of us are tempted just to stop, to sit down, to call it quits, maybe even conclude it's, it hasn't been worth it to follow Jesus. So I'm asking you, Jesus, to break into our moment. I'm asking that the powers of the age to come break into this moment I ask that you would demonstrate with dignity and power your kingdom come and coming. I'm asking that you would strengthen us. Strengthen those of us that are weary. Strengthen those of us that are weak. For those of us that are tempted to stop, to call it quits, speak to us, Lord. Encourage us on. You know, give us a word that causes us to hang on and take the next step and keep on going. Lord, break into this moment that we would all, all, every one of us finish well. Whether we're, whether we're just limping to the end, doesn't matter how we get there, but that we all get there, Lord. Empower us, Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, to follow you, and to follow you well. For your sake, for your kingdom, in your name.